is the OK Outcast Podcast, your home for Oklahoma political intrigue and insight. All right, folks, welcome to Oklahoma Outcasts, or OK Outcasts, as the show is actually called. <laughs> I'm Chris Masterman. I'm here with my co-host, Brittany Novotny. Brittany, what do you know? Hey, Chris. It's uh, started out a little chilly this morning down south here, but uh, looking like a pretty nice day coming ahead. Well, that's awesome. Um, You guys got any big weekend plans? We do. Um, We plan to go up to Oklahoma City and sell some leather goods on Saturday afternoon. Um, So if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, um, keep an eye out uh, Saturday morning. Um, I will be posting up what location or locations we will be going to. Uh, We'd love to see you. Come on out, buy some. We have some uh, handbags. We have wallets. We have lighter covers. We've got belts. We've got holsters. Um, all kinds of fine handmade leather goods, and we would love to sell you some. Got some great gifts for potential uh, holiday gifts for you. So we'd love to see you. Hope to see you all this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, please check them out. I know I'm going to stop by, say hello to my good friend Brittany. Um, and um, I am. Uh, Headed with my lovely wife to go meet our uh, my in-laws, her parents, uh, in Enid for sushi. Now, when you think Enid, you probably don't think sushi, do you? Uh, not typically, but Enid's a surprising town. They've got there's a lot more going on in Enid than I think people in like Oklahoma City would realize. Absolutely. Uh, we actually had our choice between three different sushi restaurants. So, well, they they have it, an air force base there, so they have lots of people from all over the country in there very regularly. So, um, yeah, they actually have diverse dining options, and they have like a nice like minor league baseball stadium there, and a really pretty nice revitalized downtown area. Well, I uh, have gone by on trips to Fairview and Clio many times, Vance Airport Base, and, um, you know, it's, uh, these sorts of bases bring in money to a city, so. Oh, definitely. That's important. Oh, show. So, where do we want to start off? Um, well, I believe we have good... some uh, some special elections coming up fairly soon. We have specials, and, well, we have one big special that uh, I happen to know quite a bit about. Um, oh, and then our there's but, like Oklahoma City has some municipal races coming up. Yeah, Ward 2 is up. Um, uh your friend and mine, James Cooper, is running for re-election, um, and uh, 
it, it, Ward 5 is up. I'm not making any endorsements there. Um, Ward 6, I'm probably going to go ahead and throw an endorsement to Joe Beth. Uh, Hamilton, uh, Hammond, Heyman. sorry. Yeah. Hammond. Uh, Ward 8. Uh, not going to make any recommendations there. But where do you think things get interesting and the most exciting race you could possibly think of? I think it's that uh, special for the Oklahoma County Clerk. So... It is indeed. And I am definitely giving a resounding endorsement there. Um, so we have five Democrats and three Republicans. This is an extraordinary primary. And we, it, we have uh, two pastors. Um, the pro tem's wife is running. She's also a lobbyist. Uh, so I am going to go ahead and um, this is going to be full disclosure here. Um, Pastor Derek Scobie is somebody who I'm working for now. And he's a great guy. He's a pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church. Um, and he also managed a business, managed over a hundred employees. Uh, and Brittany, as a lawyer, can you tell me why uh, county clerk is so very important? Yeah, so the county clerk is the office that maintains all like your land records and deeds and all those kind of things. Um, and particularly in a place like Oklahoma, where mineral rights are a big deal and we drill for oil and gas, um, you know, it, it really makes a difference to make sure those uh, offices are well run and efficient and orderly um, because there's a lot of work that goes into, you know, confirming ownership of various percentages of mineral rights and all that kind of stuff. So, so it is a very important job. Um, I mean, the county clerk is actually an ex officio register of deeds and is charged with the duties and functions, which include the following uh, record of all military discharges, all city charters, powers of attorney, trust agreements, final decrees, divorce decrees, when real estate is involved, um, and an accurate up to date, up to the minute on every piece of property. So it it may sound to some people like a boring job, but it's an incredibly important job. It's not a boring job. It's a challenging job. Definitely. Uh, you're Definitely. Yeah. So, um, you know, in summation, uh, uh, I'm you know, working for and fully behind uh, Pastor Derek. And, um, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's fun to get back into campaign management. Uh, it, it, like, 
usually I just do design as of recent years um, and coalition management, but I'm looking forward to working on this race. And I, I also think it's important to note that we need uh, black representation uh, from the east side for Oklahoma City and Oklahoma County in general, because we learn things from having diversity. So, yeah. well, you know, and it's funny, you know, you got somebody like Tom Guild who goes around claiming to be this uber progressive in favor of diversity and yet here he is trying to throw his name in the ring against um <laughs> against somebody who would provide diversity in the office <laughs> cuz he you know hasn't he hasn't he has he's lost enough congressional elections now that i guess he decided he wants to lose a uh, county clerk election <laughs> Uh, as Nondoc pointed out, eight elections in a row. He's not even a perennial candidate anymore. Right. Uh, I, I, just no respect. Now, I will say I have a lot of respect for Sean Cummings, who's running. Um, you know, uh, he and his wife own a restaurant. Hey, we, we at this podcast, we're fans of Sean Cummings and Kathy Cummings. They're good people. We got nothing against him. Absolutely not. Uh, but when a primary is this crowded, you end up with different consultants working for different people. And I think it's always important to remember in a primary, whether it be at the most local level or at the national level, People are going to disagree at the primary level. Isn't that how democracy works, Brittany? It is. We get to disagree. Yeah. You know, so we have a, a hash out our ideas, see who's the better person and the better candidate, and let the best candidate win. Now, you think you have a better idea for avoiding a complicated primary process. Do you want to throw that out there? Well, I've talked about it before on the show. I'm. I'm a proponent of ranked choice voting. Um, I think it would be um, a better way of selecting candidates for office. I'd say you just put everybody of both parties into one election and do ranked choice. And, um, you know, everybody picks their top three candidates or whatever and see who gets the, the most first place and then, you know, knock out candidates as necessary and whoever tallies up with the most first and second choice votes gets the office. So I completely disagree with Brittany here. Uh, I think um, it's a bad idea for Oklahoma. We are so used to our current system trying to train everybody yeah, on a completely yeah, yeah. new system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, let, let's all be real. Chris has a vested interest in uh, making sure these campaigns go longer. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, I plead the fifth. Uh, so anyhow, this is going to be a short episode because it's the holidays and uh, yeah, we're... We're going to hop off a little bit early here. 
But um, you know, real quick, while we're talking, I was surprised you mentioned that council ward six office. Um, I was surprised that Joe Beth Heyman drew an opponent there. And even more interestingly, it's Merrick Cornette, who is the daughter-in-law of former Mayor Mick Cornette. Um, and in her campaign announcement, she talked about, you know, being a voice for all of the district but she doesn't really explain policy-wise like where she actually disagrees with Joe Beth. And it really seems more like uh, an attempt to get a progressive out of that seat and move it back to somebody who's more business-friendly. So just FYI. <laughs> well, uh, Joe Beth's platform is um, developing pedestrian infrastructure and affordable housing. Um, and she's always made that her platform. Um, she works for a nonprofit focusing on mental health. Um, uh, I whereas... like the work she's done on the council, and I feel like she's she's raised questions about how police are treating people and you know she's been a bit of a thorn in the side of some of the powerful in the city but that's part of your job on the council <laughs> yeah um uh, cornet in this case uh, you know owns and operates a small business which i completely respect focusing on digital marketing which i completely understand but she, and she seems plenty nice and and all that she just it really feels to me like the big money developers want to put another rubber stamp back on the council so they don't have to spend as much time convincing the joe beth haymans and james coopers of the world uh you know that that their projects are actually worthwhile well, and I'm just going to point to the very last race one more time. Um, uh, the the fact that the pro tem's wife uh, is running means she's going to get the the money from lobbyists. She is a lobbyist. Um, uh, she's Wait, which director of development. Um, this is the uh, um, <laughs> we were just talking about council, but no, this is the uh, county clerk's race. Okay, back and in, so, back to the county clerk race. Got it. Yeah, I'm I'm hopping around here, but yeah, so she is the director of development at. Uh, GR Pro, GR Pro, a public affairs and strategic communications firm. Again, nothing wrong with that. I certainly don't have a problem with it. Masterman Strategies. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, they do they do some work for dark money. Again, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, have worked for several super PACs. Um, Supreme Court made that decision quite a while back, and we have to deal with it. Uh, so, yeah, she's worked for uh, Senator James Lankford, 
Um, and uh, Senator Treat is currently up. Um, you know, um, I think that's going to be our, our toughest opponent. Um, uh, yeah, given I think, that we make I it think to the general. she's definitely likely to pull out that uh, that Republican nomination. Um, As I'm well, look, I'm looking got... at the uh, at the opponents there, and you know, that's uh, yeah, she's definitely the most formidable. <laughs> She's not the most qualified of the Republicans, um, but when when does that matter in politics? Yeah, but anyhow, B Bannister's probably the most qualified. Maybe Clower. He actually is a deputy county clerk, so yeah, yeah, he actually has the most familiarity with the office of the Republicans. So yeah, that would be my Republican bet. But um, not bet as in he's going to win, just as and he's the most qualified. But as we all know, the most qualified does not always win. Clinton. Um, well, but, nor nor is it necessarily what you want. I think you know that um, sometimes there's a benefit to you know the person who's the actual boss being a little more of an outsider because then you don't have as many as much likelihood of them having, you know, predetermined relationships and be ready to appoint their friend, their work friend, you know, to higher, you know, positions and give them promotions. You know, I, I think that that's one of the things you run into of somebody who's in the office as a deputy, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna have some favoritism issues. Well, um, uh... I don't think the pro tem's wife would have any favoritism issues at all no, in her but hiring somebody process. somebody who's already a deputy in the county clerk's office, I wouldn't necessarily want that person to take over because, you know, that's, again, that, that just runs the risk of them playing favorites with whoever their work friends are. Well, certainly Treat will not play any favorites, I'm pretty sure. Well, you know, since since uh, Reverend Scobie is going to win the whole race anyway, it won't really matter what treat does, huh? <laughs> Man, I'm working hard to get it done. Oh, um, Oklahoma County do is becoming bluer and bluer, so I do feel like, you know, there's a good chance the winner will come out of the Democratic primary. Uh, well, Pastor Scobie, um, I'm confident will be a uh great county clerk and he's not um, just any any pastor by the way he's the pastor at ebenezer baptist church which is like the black church that has known been a center of civil rights activism in oklahoma city for decades um so it's kind of a big deal well, and he has a great relationship with uh, Rev. Reed, um, another um, sort of an anchor point church. And, um, you know, if you think that the black community is a monolith, uh, you would be wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, not. <laughs> um, everybody talks to each other. Everybody has slightly different opinions. Um 
But this is supposed to be our lightning episode, and we have gone on way past the point of being a teaser episode. Uh, we have, so, but, you know, uh, we, we at least gave, gave the people what they want. <laughs> um, so, uh, bill request deadline has passed. Some bills are public. Some bills are not. Um, there's a bill that came out this week. Brittany, um, give a teaser on it. Yeah, so so in January, we will be covering this more closely, but there's going to be a number of anti-trans bills in the legislature this year. One of them, uh, Senate Bill 30, uh, is a very interesting one that's trying to make rules that teachers and school employees would only be allowed to use the name on somebody's birth certificate, so... A child could go by their first name or their middle name. They would be allowed to use a shortened form of their official name. So, like, if it's, you know, Ronald, they could call him Ron or Ronnie without running afoul of the law. What's interesting, though, is, like, nicknames that aren't on their birth certificate would not be allowed. So, under this law, you would have, you know... If a coach during a football practice says, go get them sport, and, you know, the person's name is Jim, they would technically be running afoul of this law. So I don't think it's a well-thought-out law, but it's definitely something to try to attempt to assert more control uh, over teachers and schools and make it seem like trans kids in schools are a much bigger issue than they are. There's probably only like five of them in the whole state. So I don't know why they even think this bill's that necessary, but because uh, trans people are the uh, out group du jour for the uh, closed minded side of the Republicans, um, you know, we're just going to see a ton of these types of ridiculous bills and we'll go into more detail on a bunch of them, uh, over the coming weeks for sure. Absolutely. Um, so my, one of my nicknames in high school was master Mac because the way login information worked, it was the, uh, like up to so many characters from your first yeah. name and yeah, then your one. last name and then your first initial but you ran it, there weren't enough uh, characters <laughs> yeah so uh, i was master mac and that was a fairly common nickname for me even from the teachers so would that technically be disallowed by this law i think it might be okay under this law since it's some version of your last name with your first initial but it, it's, okay. you know, if they called you Sport or Champ or, you know, just any other kind of fun nickname, that would be not allowed. <laughs> uh, well, in that I just spent it, uh, spent, spented, I spented uh, a considerable amount of time promoting a pastor. I won't say what some of my other nicknames were that uh, should not be repeated during this particular <laughs> show 
But um, again, Brittany is going out with Oakless Soda. Oklahoma leather, leather goods. we will be in Oklahoma City this Saturday. Keep an eye on social media. Um, I will let you know where we're set up at our pop-up shop. And we'd love to sell you some uh, amazing handmade leather goods. And if uh, you are running for any of these mini races, it's Chris, K-R-I-S, at Masterman, M-A-S-T-E-R-M-A-N dot U-S. Or if you want you some, out. like, family New Year's cards or, or Valentine's cards to send out, Chris is, does great design work. He knows all the mail houses and how to make sure your your cards get out efficiently. So uh, don't... I've already been to the uh, post office once today. So. Uh, Seven thirty in the morning, folks. That's when you want to get there. Um, get it out there so, early. Yes, you you got to do it. If you've got packages, you need to get them out today or tomorrow. So. But uh, with that said, Brittany, um, this we, is not turned into a. Sorry, go ahead. We we will be back in January. I don't expect us to do any more episodes between now and New Year's. There's too much holiday stuff going on for all of us, so um, we'll be back next year. Well, this January, you better Michael down your Vincent. And with that. <laughs> <laughs> Adios, everybody.